0: Good morning, everyone. Today is Tuesday, October 13th. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed your your Thanksgiving. We're back together after our Thanksgiving weekend. And we're back looking at the Psalms together today. And we are in Psalm 38, which is entitled, Do Not Forsake Me, O Lord. And uh, I have to say, this is a powerful psalm that we're reading this morning. It is written by David it is an individual lament in which the writer is is calling to the lord for healing the psalm is marked by this really strong portrayal of the writer's guilt along with the writer struggling with a sickness or some sort of disease and he's acknowledging both with very strong language in this psalm he's He's acknowledging this this disease that he's dealing with, and he's also acknowledging his guilt before the Lord. And so there's this correlation that's happening in this psalm that I think makes sense for us to put together that the writer believes that his sickness is a result of his guilt before the Lord. We see this pretty clearly in verse three and four and five. He says, There is no soundness in my flesh because of your indignation. There is no health in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities have gone over my head like a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. My wounds stink and fester because of my foolishness. So it's pretty clear that the psalmist is struggling with a disease, and he really does believe that it was his sin. has caused that he's guilty before the Lord and it is a form of punishment that he is dealing with. He is in absolute anguish in this psalm. You can just feel it in the language that he uses and he feels incredibly alone with what he's dealing with and what he's suffering with. It seems like he's receiving very little relief from his pain from his surroundings from his family from his friends Um, verse 11 he says my friends and companions stand aloof at my plague and my nearest kin stand far off so this is a man that's feeling very alone in what he's going through and it kind of reminds me of the book of job when job was dealing with uh, what the Lord allowed to happen to him. He had his friends around him, but his friends were absolutely no help. And Job was having to suffer through uh, everything alone. And even his own wife was telling him, forsake the Lord, like forget about it. And Job was holding fast to God in the midst of it. So this is just denoting that there can be a deep loneliness when we're going through an affliction and we're going through a time of trial, whether it's caused by our own sin or whether it is something that the Lord saw fit to allow us to walk through. Um, but this this psalm does highlight the fact that we actually something that we talked about on Sunday, which is the fact that sin or sickness can be a result of sin. Um, it would be foolish for us to, to try to judge this in another person. It would be foolish for us to look at someone who is struggling with a sickness and try to determine whether it's God's punishment for sin or it's a trial that they're having to walk through because God saw fit to have them walk through it. But we should understand for our own lives that at times the sickness that we struggle with is a result of our own sin. And anytime we go through a trial like what the psalmist is going through here. We we should have the mindset of really examining ourselves and seeking the Lord. Is this a result of sin or is it something like what James speaks about where the Lord's people goes through trials of various kinds? Is it just something that you are allowing me to walk through in order to sanctify me? And the mindset that we should have Anytime we are going through a trial, anytime we are dealing with a sickness, is to have the mindset of letting every trial we go through sanctify us. Trials are meant to sanctify us by killing sin, by increasing our faith in the Lord, by increasing our trust in Him and our love for Him and our patience. And so, we should have the the mindset that whether we believe a trial we're going through is due to our sin or whether it's something that the lord's just wanting to teach us the point of it is to magnify christ through faith and through repentance Um, what is evident here in this psalm is that the writer understands that the lord is his only help the writer understands that this is probably a a disease that comes from the Lord but it is also the Lord who is the one who is able to help him. You know in his deepest struggles with it verse 8 and 9 talks about how he was groaning and sighing before the Lord. Verse 8 says, I am feeble and crushed. I groan because of the tumult of my heart. O Lord my longing is before you. My sighing is not hidden from you. So this anguish that he's feeling um, is leading him to this groaning. He doesn't know how to express what he's feeling, but he's trusting even in the midst of that that the Lord is understanding his groaning. The Lord is understanding his sighing. And um, that's a really good comfort for the people of God that even when we cannot find the words to say, the Lord understands the groanings that are coming from us and. the the sighings and just the the heavy burdens that we're carrying and the psalmist there's two different points in this psalm where the psalmist finds the words and prays to the Lord and remembers that whether it was an affliction from the Lord because of sin or whether it was a trial he wanted him to walk through the Lord is the one who can vindicate him and the Lord is the one who can uh, deliver him from it. And so he doesn't turn from the Lord in anger. He presses in to the Lord in faith. In verse 15 and 16, he says, But for you, O Lord, do I wait? It is you, O Lord my God, who will answer. For I said, Only let them not rejoice over me who boast against me when my foot slips. And in verse 21, he says, Do not forsake me. O oh Lord, Oh my God, be not far from me. Make haste to help me, O oh Lord, my salvation. So the writer very clearly is understanding that all things come from the Lord, trials come from the Lord, or the Lord allows them to happen. And as the one who is fully in control of all things, He's our help. He is our salvation. He's the one that we need to go to in deliverance. So the the writer doesn't get angry. He recognizes the sovereignty of God in the midst of this, And, and that's a difficult thing to do, but that is something that all of us need to do. When we go through difficult times, we need to recognize the sovereignty of God, and we need to trust that He is for us, and that He works things for our good, and we need to continue to pursue Him, knowing that He's where our answer is going to come from. He's where our deliverance is going to come from. Uh, He is our one and only hope.